Blessings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Superpowers of the Soul. This is Amorkai, and I am absolutely thrilled to be here with y'all today, talking with our super wonderful guest, Anne Gaiman, about the power of dance. This is going to be so juicy today. Anne is a dance artist. She's an embodiment coach. She's the founder of Body Space Gnosis. She's absolutely wonderful. She holds years of practice in so many things, somatic awareness, improvisation, yoga, meditation, a lifetime of classical and contemporary dance training. She draws upon over two decades of professional dancing to facilitate spaces for people to do deep, deep embodiment work. And she uses creativity and self-expression as a conduit for healing mind-body dualism. You know, the, the paralyzing effects of our modern cultures that has us collectively living in disembodied dazes, as Anne so aptly puts it. She is someone who strongly believes that working with movement and attention is foundational to resolving the common misconception that our inner and our outer worlds are somehow separate. She's just an exceptional being. I love her dearly. She's absolutely brilliant at what she does for someone so modest. And I think that you, dear listener, are going to truly benefit, perhaps even in very surprising ways, from what she has to share. So let's get her on. And welcome so much to the show, love. I'm so glad you're here. Hello. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me and having me on. And I am just glowing with uh, anticipation and my heart is dancing in my chest to be able to speak about uh, the power of dance and dancing in my life and in in life in general. Mm. Well, I am truly, I'm a big fan. We'll start there. (laughs) I'm just a really (laughs) big fan, but I'm truly fascinated by your work in the world and the power it holds, the potential it holds, the medicine it holds. And I'm I'm so excited to really delve into the power of dance with you today. So I'm I'm secretly kind of wondering if dance will be your answer to our favorite opening question around here, but I'm going <laughs> to ask it anyway, and we'll find out. <laughs> what would you say are your superpowers of the soul, and how are you using them for good in your life right now, Anne? Uh, yes. Well, my superpowers of the soul are um, absolutely related to dancing. And I would say that um, they're really about attunement. I have the ability to attune with people, with their bodies, even with their energy fields. And um, my superpower is it's very kinesthetic. So uh, I'm usually very highly empathically attuned to feeling people and um you know where in their bodies their expression wants to come through really um so yes and then i and then dancing is is the the medium for that in so many ways oh, i love this i love it so much i have five questions to ask you and you know <laughs> the best part is 
bringing in the kinesis, the kinesthetic that you said is your superpower. I love that. I'm so grateful for all the time we spend in the in the energetic realms and the mental and the emotional and all of these states and, and superpowers. And yet I find that the most powerful thing is to bring it back to the body with a guide that understands all those realms, which I, I find in you. So before I, I get too ahead of myself and dive too deep, because I'm so excited, I'm so excited. We're going to go ahead. We're going to take our short break now so we can take an, uh, let's call it an uninterrupted spin through the power of dance, shall we, when we get back. (laughs) Before we go, and tell us where can people go to connect with you and find out more about all the goodness you're up to in the world? Yes, thank you. So my primary website is bodyspacegnosis.com. Gnosis is spelled G-N-O-S-I-S. And then you can also find me on Instagram. My handle is the same, Body Space Gnosis. And then um, if you want to reach out and uh, get on my email list, you can just simply email me at bodyspacegnosis at gmail.com. Fabulous. All right, everyone. You are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we will be right back to get deep into the power of dance with Anne Gaiman in just a moment. Stay tuned. You will not want to miss this one. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, Go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Welcome back, everyone. This is Amora Kai. And if you're just tuning in, today we are talking with Anne Gaiman about the power of dance. Anne, I have a question for you. Shocker, hey? How many times in your career as an embodiment coach have you heard someone say some version of, oh, Anne, I just can't dance? Oh, yes. I I have heard that. I have heard that a lot. And that is like the that that sound I just made is the feeling I get in my tummy and my gut. <laughs> and um and I will say that I'm blessed and honored to walk this earth in this lifetime as the archetype of the dance teacher. And that just that really that means a lot to me. Um, and I'm, I'm one amongst millions who also carry that, but I think we carry this light, this, this very specific knowingness within our soul template of, um, of a reminder of remembrance of how to access dancing, no matter what body, what kind of body you embody in this life, uh, no matter um, the circumstances or the conditions that you're walking, that there is something that is just so much greater than us that mo- that calls us to move. And that being someone who is in this life as the dance teacher archetype, <laughs> I feel that we um, you know, we just know how to see the dancer in anyone. And that's what's happening. When I hear that, that said to me, I'm like, yeah, I hear you. And I hear the, the, the ache of that. I hear the ache and the longing of that. And then, but what I know as a dancing person is that dancing knows so much about aching and longing. 
So <laughs> there, the dance is already happening inside of someone. And it's just my job to help them bring it through. Well, I love what you said before the break about, you know, one of your superpowers is you can really feel into people's energy fields and bodies and you really quite viscerally, I'm I'm taking that as, can feel where and how um, in people's bodies expression wants to come through. And then you say dance is the medium for that. And I love that distinction because I feel that I could be quite mistaken, but my my sense and feel is that dance is one of those things that has a very particular, very concrete um, meaning for so many people. Like I think that dance is this or dance looks like this or dance means this and I am not that. I can't access that. I don't have that. And the way that you work with dance and, and attune with dance and relate to dance and teach dance is not that at all. Yes. Yes. Thank you for that observation. And and it's so true. And I think this is the difference between um, how we, we have these concepts in our mind of dance as a noun, um, mm. you know, that, it, that um, like you said, that maybe just based contextually on your experiences in your life, you know, maybe dance means something that your little kid sister did or little kid brother did um, yeah. <laughs> when they were younger. And then it doesn't really mean anything else to you or dance as a noun. Like it has, you know, you you um, you have a certain body type and only certain people with certain virtuosic skills um, have permission to do, quote unquote, dance as a noun. Um, so there's, yes, there's lots of things like cultural, cultural and social things around that. What I invite everyone to do who's listening is to shift your perspective of what dancing is and, and really start to see it as dancing the verb, um, moving from dance the noun to dancing the verb. And what is it that dancing can do for you in your life? Oh, please expand on that for us. Can dancing do for <laughs> for us in our lives? <laughs> well, um, you know, like you were saying about uh, recognizing that there's expression that wants to come through, and there's many mediums yeah. in life that we can do that. We can draw, we can paint, we can sing, we can um, make music, or or simply listen to music, but. The special thing about dancing is just the way that it, like with, with movement, with using your body, it helps to like open us up to the possibilities of, of um, like cultivating and experiencing joy mm-hmm. in the present moment even when we're in the face of grief in our life, even when we're experiencing loss or illness or tra- uh, confronting trauma history or um, there's frustration or resentment or hopelessness or despair, dancing, I trust dancing, just mm-hmm. the the stepping into moving for movement's sake. I trust it so deeply to be able to hold those things and create an opening it can open the door for joy to flood in, even though those other emotions can be present in our lives. 
Oh, I love so much about that. You know, so many things come to mind. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which to pick, but one of the more humorous ones, I'm going to date myself a little bit, but there's an old TV show quite popular uh, called Friends. I'm sure you've probably heard of it. And there's an episode um, where one of the characters who's a bit flighty, her name's Phoebe on the show. She goes running, right? With, with her friend. I can't remember the other character's name, but they're running <laughs> in the park. And this one is like, suited up for the jogging in Central Park, New York style, right? She's got her perfect, uh-huh. you know, watch on uh-huh. and her outfit and she's doing the two breaths per, like just perfect. And yes. then the Phoebe character is running through the park like a crazed five-year-old, <laughs> flailing her arms, feet going everywhere, <laughs> laughing hysterically and just imbued with absolute joy. Like she's just having the time of yeah. her life. And in, in the first scene, you know, the friend is too embarrassed to run with her and she kind of cops out just to never yeah. say anything like that. It's a little too confronting uh-huh. for her, a little too real. Yeah. And in the second scene, she goes, oh, that. And she tries it herself. And it's just the most free, wonderful thing. And I love that because it speaks so much to what you're describing here. And I I find that this a whole idea around self-expression and movement being a key component, but also those things you mentioned, singing, painting, all of those mediums. I have spoken, I'm so surprised, but I have spoken to so many people and I count myself among them where very early on in life, when we were much younger, you know, of course I can dance. Of course I can paint. Of course I can sing. Of course I can write a book. Of course I'm an author. Like it's, there's no separation. There's no difference. There's no Mm -hmm. one there's no comparison. There's no one telling us we're right or wrong. And then something's happened to so many of us where all of a sudden we were told that that's not right. It doesn't look like this. It's supposed to look like that. You can't do it. It doesn't sound like, and we get this idea and I I feel a little heartbroken for, for the pieces of myself and others that, that are really cut off right? From those parts of ourselves. I'm sure you experience a lot of this and see a lot of this in your work, do you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the way that um, that it just, it does happen socially over time sometimes and in different ways for each person, but it is, there is this thing that we do need to do. And this is, this is also getting back in touch with the magical child, (laughs) the magical (laughs) inner child. Yes, Um, And Mm -hmm. to really like call them through so that we can, um, you know, listen to the longings of the heart. Cause like you said, it's pretty heartbreaking. And that's what we're doing here is we're, we're healing from heartbreak. And that is a, that is a lifetime thing. There's not a one and done healing thing. And that's the other thing is that like, we have to make space to, to feel, to, to cultivate joy in our lives in some way. And, um, you know, that like accounts for the, like the fact that we're not going to always, we're not going to ever be completely fully healed. You know, we yeah. grow, we we make mistakes, we encounter resistance, and um, then you know we have to like, you know, lick our wounds and, then, <laughs> and then, you know have a little bit of a pity party, but not for too long. We have to like find a way to get that joy in, yeah. and um, yeah, we and we just we can't wait, we can't wait 
We yeah, can't, it's true. you know, it's true. No matter what, no matter what we cannot wait. I agree with you there. Okay. So embodiment coach, deep embodiment work. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's explain what that is. Shall we, before we go into it? So, so someone's like, Oh, deep embodiment work. What does that even mean? Huh? Yeah. What is embodiment work? Well, mm-hmm. I think that there's different this is a growing um, field and a growing concept, and it speaks to the to the call and the need for us to get um, more embodied. And I think it is it is connected to how fast everything is moving, with how much information we're taking in with technology. And I think it's related to some social cultural things over the past five hundred years or so. You know that yeah. we you know, bodies being marginalized and subjugated and enslaved. And th- just it, the, the list goes on in the ways that, that we have um, removed ourselves from understanding the deep wisdom that is within our bodies that goes, that transcends um, the languaging mind and the, the, kind of out of the scales are out of balance culturally for us around um, intellectual processes, like mm-hmm. having more weighing more in value. Yeah. And um, there are so many other ways of knowing this that are <laughs> occurring all around us yeah. all the time. And so with, from, from my perspective with embodiment coaching, I, I really feel like this embodiment work is just, it's just meeting the times where we're at, um, that we need some space to slow down. We need some space to listen and to, to understand the currents of attention because attention is our most valuable currency, really, truly. And, um, there are movements to the attention for uh, for specifically there's there's the attention moves this is just speaking about consciousness and how how attention works like there's the movement of attention that goes outward into the world and then there's the movement of attention that comes inward you know in introspectively in an embodiment coaching that we would call that introception the ability to perceive of what's going on internally, viscerally within the organs, within our internal anatomy and the tissues and the blood and um, our internal viscera. So the ability to perceive ourselves, our our bodies, our weightedness and space, um, kinesthetically, that's interoception. And that's associated, again, with the current of attention that comes inward. And then there's a third current of attention that is circulating. And then there's a fourth current of attention. We can, we can work with attention and notice that attention works in this way in the world where like it's encompassing all three of those things that I just named a, a broader, greater awareness, which many people who meditate will be able to, to know, um, that that is what we're what we usually are pointing to as presence itself. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, embodiment work, deep embodiment work, is the the work of 
making space to to be with your body and feel sensation grow your capacity for um understanding the sense faculties and and ga- gaining a greater and more refined sense of perception like how perception is functioning in your life um and this is this is not an intellectual process so I'm, using, <laughs> so I'm moving mm-hmm. my I'm moving my mouth parts a lot right now and I'm mm-hmm. saying a lot of words trying to convey something that really is is a, a like we said earlier a kind of knowing this that is preconceptual it's preverbal mm-hmm. mm, and so and, powerful and so powerful yeah. so powerful so powerful i love what you said around the known and the unknown the power that this it's almost like a state of surrender it's a state of of I don't even know that I would call it receiving, but that expressing, that observing, that full presence, that power of observation. I guess you're encompassing that sort of when you're talking about attention, but it's Mm -hmm. so powerful. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. And the emphasis on the intellectual for me is the emphasis on the known, right? Mm -hmm. How much do you know? How much can you hold? How much can you memorize? How much can you spit Mm -hmm. back? You know, how much can you know, which to me is a little bit code for how much can you control? How much can that's you a, That's exactly control? it. Right? That's exactly Yes. That <laughs> is exactly it. Code, code for control. Yes. Code for control. Yeah. Yeah. But control code is not control. power in my yeah. humble experience. There are two completely different things. And there is so much waiting for us in what that part of ourselves and our culture would call the unknown, actually. Yeah. But yes. to me, it's, it's, it's a different knowing. It's a totally different knowing. It's a different relationship, all of that. And this is a portal to that experience is exquisite. It's really, really exquisite. Okay. Can you just share, you know, what do people, what are some of the things people experience when they work with someone like you, when they work with an embodiment coach like yourself in those spaces? What are some things that people experience? Well, um, what I do when I work with people is that I invite them to share with me um, what is present, what's going on within their their heart, within their mind, and within their body, um, so that we can I can start to get a general sense of um, how how attention is functioning for them in their lives, and also you know, the, the aches and pains and the, you know, the, um, the, the reasons why they feel like they've arrived in this, in the space to work together. But mostly when I work with people, I'm entering a space of inquiry with them. Mm. And my job is to pull from all of the tools that I have through all of the years of teaching and my own, uh, spiritual practices as well. Um, to to locate attention in the body and in and also in relation to space, reorienting 
attention um, so that the nervous system can settle down and calm down. And we can first experience, hopefully, um, a sense of, of settling or yielding in, and feeling safe in the moment. And then what this does is that it allows for those, that knowingness that we were talking about, the, the, we, the, the controlling mind, right? The controlling aspect of mind <laughs> will keep narrating the same story back to us over and over again in our lives. <laughs> and what this kind of work does for people, because we'll move between somatic awareness practices and into dance, some dancing or intuitive movement guidance. Um, and we kind of oscillate between these things. Sometimes there's journey work, connecting with the ancestors, calling back your inner child, things like that. But mostly what's happening is that the container is created in a way that allows for whatever was happening within the subconscious to to like emerge gently. This is always my intent in my prayer mm. is that that the the practice in the space itself and the opportunity to be witnessed with kind and loving and non-judging eyes like that that is enough that that pulls in grace mm -hmm. yeah. and that within that like it's not i'm not doing anything mm -hmm. and they're not doing anything <laughs> even though even though there's a lot informing <laughs> the container mm -hmm. and uh, what's hap what what I'm what I'm bringing as an invitation really it's about getting quiet and being able to to hear what you need to hear or mm -hmm. feel what you need to feel or see what you need to see and that comes in through grace I love how beautifully and poetically you put that. It really reminds me of the Tao Te Ching, the, um, the text, the line, I can't remember it specifically, but in the Tao Te Ching, it says something to the effect of in, in the non-doing and the undoing, right? Everything gets yes. done. <laughs> and that's just, oh, that's it. That's it. I love it. Yes. Love that. I love that about the Tao Te Ching because yes. So few words, and I just yes. use so many ridiculous oh, and you, words to no, try and describe, describe what happens. <laughs> but you described it so perfectly, so powerfully. It's a lived experience through that description. I love it. It took me right there. Like there was nowhere else to go. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. Okay. So I'm really curious because you do come from a huge, I think we can say lifetime. I think you did say lifetime. Um, yeah. you know, of dance training. Like, I mean, you come from decades of professional dancing. You've worked in the professional dance industry and, and you say that you bring, you know, that those decades worth of professional dance training to be able to facilitate the kind of spaces needed for people to do the deep embodiment work. Tell me about that. How does your professional mm -hmm. training? Yeah. Play into mm -hmm. this. How does it serve? How does it help? 
What's it like? Mm, mm. Well, I think in order to get up in front of people, there's there has to have been a and move your body. There has to have been a steady practice of confronting your fears. You know, <laughs> so fair, fair. <laughs> and, yeah. And confronting, you know, like falling on your ass, which I have done (laughs) Uh, in performance publicly, you know, like the, the, um, the, so, uh, I have, I have that, like, I know what it's like to fall and get back up again. I know what it's like, you know, in that, in that way that to confront those fears that perhaps someone is bringing about, um, for them, for themselves right? Around um, it feeling very uncomfortable to be in relationship with their body, right? So I I understand. I really understand because it's been years of of really confronting that over and over again, just like healing is an ongoing process, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I don't think that dancers are immune from those things, those fears. We just have a a whole lot more practice. That's Mm -hmm. it. We've just been Mm -hmm. through a whole lot more processes. Mm -hmm. And that's all that, that that's all that anyone who is, who's desiring to be in touch with their body, but maybe feeling nervous, you know, it, it feels uncomfortable to, to be expressive in that way. Um, really the only thing that's lacking is the space for process. I love that. And I bet that embodied state of yours really serves at multiple and very subtle levels to put the people you work with at greatest ease. It's almost like we can sense it in you, from you, around you. And that serves our experience to no end. Yes. It's, it's a transmission, you know, this is also those ways of knowing this that we were talking about that are floating around, Mm -hmm. you know, that you can't Mm -hmm. not quantify or um, buy package and sell. So then they're not valued as, you know, as much in the market, but (laughs) it's transmission, you know, we're talking about transmission. So like, because I know it in my body, because I know it so fully, Mm -hmm. I, and kinesthetically and empathically, right. I'm able to transmit that knowing, um, of those pathways, the movement pathways and so much more, um, because it's in me. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. I can relate to that. Uh, -hmm. and I would imagine that it's so interesting to me because I would imagine that not everybody that comes to you, perhaps not anybody, but I would imagine not everybody that comes to you has any dance training whatsoever. Yeah. Right. So, (laughs) you know, just to be clear, like no dance training required and and, yeah. And the training you've had actually serves this space and serves your clients so powerfully without them having to engage directly. I have a question about your professional dance training and I guess also working in the professional dance industry. What did you like most about it? Well, I think I, what I liked most about it was, um, Oh my goodness. Okay. This kind, these kinds of questions, sometimes I have to, I have to like, I have a confession. 
I could also ask you what you liked least about it. We could do both. No, 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 no. My confession is like, how do I talk about the greatest love affair of my life today? You know, like really, because, you know, love affairs, they be on and they be off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I got goosebumps everywhere. I just feel like it's this trilogy. Oh, my goodness. So, I mean, most, I would say mostly with my professional dancing career, what I loved most was just the rigor and the risk-taking with others. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, being with others, being with, being Mm. in community, being with other dancers and that we are like the rigor and the duration and in the, in the, the, um, we're in, we're, we're making something from nothing, you know, the making, Mm. the making part of it. Mm. Um, and the rigor of being in that and refining and crafting and curating something to then be gifted, to be shared, to be like, we, you know, for the audience, like we made this (laughs) thinking of you dear audience, you know? Yeah. And so there's something really special about that. Yeah. There is something really special about that. What a beautiful answer. What a gorgeous share. You know, we, I, I think I can attest on behalf of the audience that we feel that. I mean, boy, do we feel that. I mean, we weep with that. Our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. Open and break and connect with that. I mean, we, we really feel that. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's so powerful. Yeah. The power of dance from all these different (laughs) angles, the dancer, the audience, the embodiment, the, the dance to dancing, the, oh, the permission to just move for movement's sake, the confrontingness of it all on every level, the community building, the making, the creating, the surrendering, the letting go, the trading in, right? The the known, the control for the unknown, the pure power and expression. It's, oh, it's everything, isn't it? It's everything. Yeah. Yeah. That describes a love affair, I think. (laughs) Totally, totally. And I can just pull from some things, you know, dancing is phenomena. It is phenomena. It is the spontaneous arising. It is ephemeral. And that's that's one of its superpowers. If dancing has superpowers, it would be its ephemerality. It's here and gone. It's coming and going, you know. The, 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 that's how the freedom and the liberation, you know, finds its way in is because it's as it's becoming, it's also disappearing. And that comes right into the heart of absorption and dissolution. You know, the basic, that basic principle of reality of consciousness, things coming into being and dissolving at the same time that we're consistently shaking hands with life and death and dancing is, is nowness in that way. Uh, It's contagious. It's contagious, you know? Oh, I love you. I just love you. Love you. Oh, I could stay here forever in a day. That is so powerful and so true and so deeply motivating and healing all at the mm. same time. It's very connecting. It is. I can't even begin to imagine when you relate to it, approach it, attune with it, enter into it from that perspective, that intention, 
that oh, knowingness, it's the most spiritual experience ever. I mean, that yeah. whole idea around ecstasy and communion and everything you're just describing, it's so yes. powerful. So, yes. so powerful. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right, my dear, I could stay on with you forever. Before we begin <laughs> to wrap up, I mean, you, you've you really been on a lifetime journey of this. And I love that you know yourself and you walk through the world in, in full awareness and embodiment of this archetype of the dance teacher. It's so powerful too. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Is there is there a, I, I just want to ask you, and I don't know if there's if there's an answer to this, but is there a, a deep-seated truth or realization or knowing that that you've noticed that maybe maybe even not many people in the dance industry or or even the healing industry or spiritual communities currently perhaps agree with you on? Is there some truth that you've noticed oh. in this work that you've touched, yeah. that you've seen? Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't, oh man, so many. And again, mm. it's like how to talk about the greatest love affair <laughs> of my life, you know, in one interview. Yes, um, right. No um, words. Yeah. I would say a truth is that like, you know, our body, our bodies in motion are truth. They are truth. Our bodies in motion are truth. You can count on it. You can trust it. A swinging arm is a swinging arm, you know, feeling the weightedness of, uh, of your body bouncing, your hips swaying, um, like that, just the, the physicality of it, like that, the body in bodies in motion, those are, that is truth. That is what's real. Mm. So, so powerful. So powerful. Oh, honey. Mm. I just adore you. I'm, I'm so, I am such a fan, not just of you, but of what you stand for, of your work in the world and the benefits to the people that are drawn to it, that are served by it. It really does defy description. I understand that trying to put that into words is utterly ridiculous on many levels. Mm-hmm. And I so appreciate <laughs> you being here, willing to engage at the verbal level to whatever yeah, degree we possibly can. So yeah, thank you, you know, so much. I yeah. so get that. I and so it's the get attempt, that. right? It's the it attempt is. that gets us somewhere, even yeah. if we're going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, I love that. I love that. All right. Listen, is there anything that you would say be, before we wrap up for today to someone listening who is feeling called towards this kind of work, towards this kind of embodiment work? Is there anything that you feel inspired to tell them before we wrap up for today? Yeah. Don't wait. Mm -hmm. Just just Mm -hmm. begin moving and trust your body moving. Don't just, don't wait. Beautiful, beautiful, and so true. And I adore you. What an just an absolutely fabulous conversation on so many levels. Like just so many levels. I so appreciate you 
being here with us today, sharing yourself and, and everything with us all so generously and, and inspiring. I really feel, I feel so inspired and I feel in better relationship already and in different communication already, even more so mm -hmm. than I was an hour ago or yesterday or last week with my beingness, with my body, with that state that we're all here. And thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. So thank much. you, Amorakai. Thank you for having me on. Bye-bye. Mm. Oh, anytime, Angel, anytime. All right, everyone. <laughs> and thank you all for being here with us today, too. As always, I hope today's episode serves your highest possible good and empowers you to explore the power of dance in your own life. And as Anne says, just don't wait. Until next time, everyone, keep unlocking your own superpowers of the soul and put them to great use, building a life and a world you love. Bye for now, everyone.